Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. This is the second episode yet. Uh, I'm recording it. It's probably like the 30 somethingth episode of the ease that I'm recording. I was hoping to have a guest on this uh, episode, my friend uh, who is connected to one of these words, uh, but he's too busy uh, and so we couldn't make it work. So I'm just going to record it myself. And the extra funny thing about this is that uh, the first 20 plus episodes of this, uh, of the E section, the, the season five, the season of ease, uh, have no video. Uh, but at about, I think, episode 23, I started to record video, and so now that this is part of my habit, uh, this is the first episode that is available with video only on Patreon, only to the $5 a month a $5 a month level and higher. So if you want to see video with uh, this episode number two and also starting with E23 and higher, uh, and also, of course, with guests as well, most episodes with guests, you got to join the Patreon at $5 and up. Uh, and in, in, addition, in addition to that, of course, you get other exclusives and very early episodes and all those good things. Uh, and, and there, uh, will be a guest in tomorrow's episode as well, which I am recording in two days from now. Okay, let's talk about the words. The first word in this episode is eagle, the most amazing, patriotic, beautiful bird in the land. I mean, whatever. It's a, it's a great big bird. Eagle, E-A-G-L-E, first form Noun from the 13th century. Number one. Any of various large diurnal birds of prey noted for their strength, size, keenness of vision, and powers of flight. Why would they have to put powers of flight in there? That seems like it's taking the definition into another realm beyond... uh, Beyond what? Beyond, I don't know, something. It's it's not just these are the facts. I mean, many, many birds have the power of flight. Why would you specify that for the eagle opposed to other birds? I don't think I've seen the powers of flight mentioned with other birds in the dictionary. That seems odd. But these other ones, uh, let's see, strength, they're, yes, they're very strong. They're, they're large birds. Relatively speaking, uh, they have fantastic vision. They can see very far, very good detail. You know, hawks and things like that also are like that. Um, Powers of flight. Yeah, that's an uh, odd phrase to put in here. Uh, Let's see. They are of the family Accipitridae. A-C-C-I-P-I-T-R-I-D-A-E. Accipitridae? I don't know what family that is or how to pronounce it, clearly. Uh, and yes, like I said, large diurnal. I think that I think we are diurnal, sleep uh, at night, uh, awake during the day, something like that. Uh, it's a it's a big it's a big occasion if you see an eagle. If you don't live in an area that has eagles and then you get to see an eagle in person, it's very cool. I've seen them a couple of times. Uh, they are you know, they're great birds. Is that partly because they are the the symbol of America and we think of them as so great and majestic because of that? 
I think people who know Eagle, I don't know. I don't really know a lot about Eagles, um, but you know they have they have uh, gotten this status symbol uh, because uh, because we chose them for the country. It's a weird thing to like symbolize. I don't know. Do other countries? Are they are they symbolized by something like that, some living creature, a bird, a something else, as much as America is with eagles? I don't know. I mean, yeah, they're cool birds. They're cool. Okay, number two A, the eagle-bearing standard of the ancient Romans. So I wonder if that's uh, money-related, possibly. I would think it would be the eagle-bearing standard of the ancient Romans. Hmm. To be... Maybe we'll get some more information here. One of a pair of eagle-bearing silver insignia of rank worn by a military colonel or a navy captain. So, now this doesn't say anything about the ancient Romans, but we are definitely talking about the military. One of a pair of eagle-bearing silver insignia of rank worn by a military colonel or... So I guess, uh, is this like um, they have the maybe eagles on their shoulders, on their, you know, military jacket thingy, or eagles somewhere, uh, and then just one of them would be an eagle, but they usually come in pairs, I guess. Um, I, again, it's like it's uh, it symbolizes this, you know, power and control and leadership. I don't know, something. Are the eagles the leaders of the bird world? Eagles are the leaders are the... The eagles are the leaders of the bird world. It's a little hard to say. Number three for eagle. A gold coin. Got here. Yes, money, money. A gold coin of the U.S. bearing an eagle on the reverse and usually having a value of $10. Okay, how big is this coin? It's got to be a good size if it's going to be worth $10. I mean, a silver dollar is like, I don't know, that big? In relation to my face, um, there's half dollars, silver dollars. Um, so this is not a common coin. Uh, maybe I'll put a picture on social media at Dictionary Pod, Instagram, Twitter, slash X. I just got the update. It's X now. Uh, threads. I got those. I got those on the social media. Facebook. Um, but I feel like maybe I need to put a link in the show notes for this Eagle coin too because. Is that, I don't think this is something that people are using anymore. This seems like an old coin. I feel like I've heard of it, but I really don't know anything about it. I would love to get an eagle coin. Number four. Number four. A golf score of two strokes less than par on a hole. And it says compared to birdie. B-I-R-D-I-E. A birdie is so different than an eagle. An eagle is all like, yeah, I'm an eagle. Rawr, rawr. That's not what they sound like. And then a birdie is like, I got a little birdie. I got one stroke less than par. And an eagle is like, I got two strokes less than par. So if it's a par four, you got it in two strokes. If it's a par five, you got it in three strokes. If it's a par three, you got it in one. You got a hole in one congratulations see you wouldn't even call it an eagle in that context you just call it a hole in one that's a that's an eagle number five this is capitalized uh this is a member of a major fraternal order 
and the etymology in that specific context it is it comes from fraternal order of eagles there's a bunch of fraternal orders um it technically means you know order order of of brothers brotherhood fraternal but i i think these days a lot of them i hope i hope they don't all only admit men that would not be good keeping up with the times um so yes there's fraternal order of eagles and then one eagle somebody a member of that group is an eagle uh let's see anything else let's look at the the etymology itself is not given as much it's from the middle english eagle from anglo-french aigle or aigle from the latin aquila Hmm. But yeah, it doesn't even say what that means. Like, does that mean bird? Does that mean freedom? Does that mean patriotism? Does that mean fireworks? Does that mean parades? Does that mean international policing? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that's it for eagle. Uh, yeah, you know, I'll post a picture of an eagle. Maybe a link in the show notes for eagle, the coin, the bird, any other things. I don't know. That's eagle. Uh, let's see. I got, I got to make a sound effect, and I think I'm just going to make like a kind of an eagle uh, screech. I don't know exactly how they sound, but it's probably something like, ah, 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 it hurts my throat, ah. Okay, this second form of eagle is a transitive verb from 1958. It is to score an eagle on, and what are you scoring this eagle on? It is a golf hole. I eagled. I eagled that hole. The only time I have ever eagled a hole uh, is, well, I might have gotten like uh, maybe in mini golf. Maybe in mini golf I got a hole in one or, you know, two on a par four or something like that. But I wasn't calling them eagles. But um, I think Mario Golf, uh, some some video game golf, video golf games, I got some eagles. And uh, yeah, I think I mentioned that in uh, when I got to the word albatross because in Mario Golf... They called, I think, three strokes below par, they called an albatross. But I think in real golf, they call it a double eagle. Ah, ah. Next is eagle eye. Two words, noun from 1598. One, the ability to see or observe keenly. Seen, observing keenly, you have an eagle eye. I, I don't, I think, I think people have eagle eyes in different ways. How does your brain work? Uh, what are you observing? What are you seeing? There's a lot of things that I just totally miss. <laughs> flies right by my, my, my Tweety Bird eyes. Uh, but in certain contexts, um, I think maybe I have an eagle eye. Uh, I took one of those like online tests of like, how, how well can you decipher color? And I did fantastically on that test. Uh, I can see color very well, I guess. You know, there was a whole big block of colors, a bunch of little squares, and then like one of them was slightly different by the end of the test. And so I think I got like robot vision, they said, or something like that. So I have an eagle eye with that. But a lot of other things, I I don't know. I don't see a lot. And my eyes are getting worse. I can tell my eyes are getting worse. Number two. One that sees or observes keenly, so you can have the ability of an eagle eye, or you can be an eagle eye, which is somebody who has the ability the ability 
of eagle-eyeing. I guess maybe you can use that in a verb form. I'm eagle-eyeing you. Number three, close watch. That's the whole definition, close watch. As in keeping an eagle eye on the prisoner. You have to you have to have a keen eye. You have to observe the prisoner very closely and make sure they're not carving keys out of bars of soap or breaking a hole in the wall to escape or some other strange method of escaping. Eagle eye. Keep an eagle eye on this podcast feed so you can get to know everything that's going on. Eagle-eyed with a D at the end, and there's a hyphen. Eagle-eyed is an adjective. So if you're describing somebody, something that has the ability of uh, the eagle eye, keenly observing things, then they would be eagle-eyed. Next is eagle ray. Two words, noun from circa 1856. Any of several widely distributed large active marine stingrays with broad pectoral fins. Broad pectoral fins. Uh, okay, so the family name is Miliobatidae. And so these are just uh, stingrays, eagle rays. Why are they called eagle rays? Because why? Because they are large? That's probably why. Eagles are some of the bigger birds, uh, f- the bigger flying birds that we have here in the world. And, uh, and so I guess these stingrays, they're like, you know, they're on the bigger side, so we're going to call them eagle rays. Yeah, I guess that's it. I don't know how an eagle sounds. Next is Eagle Scout. Two words. The first letters are capitalized. Uh, and this was the word I was going to have my friend Sam on. He, uh, in high school, I think it was in high school, he had gone through, you know, Cub Scouts and then Boy Scouts, and then he became an Eagle Scout. And part of it is just being in the Scouts for a while, and then you have to do this, like, Eagle Scout project, uh, which I think is often, you know, some something that's going to help the community in some way. And so, I, you know, I wanted to have him on talk about his project, talk a little bit more about this thing, Uh, because I I didn't do the scout, so I didn't really know anything about it. Um, If I remember correctly, his Eagle Scout project was uh, to basically clear out, clean up the the basement, sort of, not catacombs, but like the basement area of his church. Um, And, uh, you know, it became this big sort of church community project. Uh, Me and some other friends, we came and helped. A bunch of the other church uh, members, I'm not a member of the church, but a bunch of the other people came and helped out. And there was just tons of stuff in the basement. It was a really cool old area because, you know, the church was pretty old. The the ceilings in the basement were really low. Uh, I think that the ground of the basement was literally dirt. So it wasn't anywhere near finished. And I think it just had been filled with storage stuff for years and years and years. And so, you know, they cleaned it up. I don't really know uh, what all happened with the stuff. But I do remember in the way, way back of the basement, which was this huge area, um, big church, in the way, way back, there was like a brick wall that had been broken and there was a room behind it and they found, I think, some like old, you know, glass milk 
uh, bottles, and uh, yeah, there's some really, really old stuff in there. So it was very cool. Um, if I can get some more information from Sam about uh, this this project, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. So anyway, I didn't even talk about Eagle Scout. Noun, from 1913. One. Is that when they started it, Eagle Scouts in 1913? I don't know. Uh, a Boy Scout who has reached the highest level of achievement in scouting. You can't go higher than Eagle Scout. Uh, is there an age limit? Once you hit maybe 17, 18, are you done? Can you not be a scout member anymore and you have to become a scout leader? Uh, but that's the highest level. I think we should also have like, uh, I don't know, Elephant Scout, uh, Ostrich Scout. Uh, those would be fun. Number two, a straight arrow and self-reliant man. So I guess maybe uh, if you went through the scouts and became an Eagle Scout, they would consider you a straight arrow and self-reliant man because you knew how to uh, survive in the wilderness. You had been taught all of the things that you need to know from scouting about the living on the land, things I never learned. <laughs> so I'm clearly not a self-reliant man. And uh, you're a straight arrow. You're good, a good person following the straight and narrow. That's what they say. I don't 100% agree with that. I think everybody, you know, we, we find our own way. We, we wind the windy trail sometimes. You can't always be straight arrow. Not everybody's going to be straight arrow. But that doesn't mean that you're a bad person or not worthy or not self-reliant. Okay. Let's move on. Ah, ah. Next is eaglet. So it's eagle with a T. Noun from 1572. This is just a young eagle. And let's look back at the word. Well, the word eagle goes back to the 13th century. Uh, but I guess it wasn't until the 1572s when they had a name for a young eagle. An eaglet. Ah, ah, ah. I am so sorry if these sounds bother you. We're almost done. Next is alderman. You'd think alderman is spelled with an A. Not in this case. It's E-A-L-D-O-R-M-A-N. Alderman. Noun from before the 12th century. The chief officer in a district as a shire in Anglo-Saxon England. So it's the same thing, basically, as an alderman, uh, somebody who runs an area in a town, uh, the chief officer in a district, as a shire. And I don't know why, but did I not realize that in England they had areas called shires? Of course, I think of a shire as in uh, the Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit, Hobbiton in, in the Shire. Which is bigger, the Shire or Hobbiton? Is Hobbiton a part of the Shire? Is Shire a part of Hobbiton? I don't think I ever fully understand the designation there. Um, but I guess they had Shires in Anglo-Saxon England. And then the chief officer of that area is the alderman spelled one way. And uh, yes, this is an old English word, and there's more at the word alderman. I'd say I don't want to hurt my throat so much. Ah! Next is Eames or Ames. 
So it is spelled E-A-M-E-S with a capital E. And so Eames makes sense. But Ames, now if you change the first letter to a J, it would be James. And you'd start with that J sound. Uh, but there is no J in this word. So it's Ames. Eames or Ames. Oh, this is a trademark. And it is used for chairs made from modern materials and designed to fit the contours of the body. Which body? There are lots and lots of bodies. Do you have a different chair for every body? I highly doubt that. I am very curious. I don't know if I've ever heard about these Eames Ames chairs. Uh, modern materials? Are they eco-friendly? Is this st- are they still in business? I might do a little bit of digging on this company. Do you have chairs for all bodies i had an idea for a chair i don't know how physically possible this would be um it would i don't know if it would be with like hydraulics or something but basically when you sit in it it adjusts to the size of your body and so you know it would be like it would like widen out if you were a wider person you sit in it and it just sort of i don't know we don't probably have the technology for this but Maybe, maybe we can make this work. I don't know. I think that would be, it's not a transformer, but something that can like just adjust to who you are and fit you because that's what we need. Everybody's different. Next. Ah, ah. E-A-N, all caps, abbreviation for European article number. And I have no idea what context that gets used in. European article number. I don't know. Ah, 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 where's my eaglets? Come home so I can feed you. Okay, this is a suffix, also E-A-N. Maybe you'd pronounce it probably either in or an, because it just says, see the suffix an, A-N. Uh, so I guess uh, another another form of that, another way to spell it, probably depends on the letters that come before the suffix. You're either going to spell it a-N or E-A-N. That's my guess. Okay, one more. This is E and O-E. This is a strange th- entry in the dictionary. The capital E, and then the word and, and then capital O-E. Both are capitalized there. This is an abbreviation for Errors and omissions expected. Errors and omissions expected. You are expecting some errors and omissions, and these are the errors and omissions that you have been expecting. Oh, we've been expecting you, errors and omissions. Come right in. Join our party. Here with other things that I can't think of right now. Errors and omissions expected. I have no idea what we are talking about here. I think I need to uh, find what this is and put it in the show notes. Please and thank you. All right. It's uh, it's word of the episode time. We didn't have a whole lot of words. This was a little bit shorter of an episode. I think my episodes have been getting longer. We had Eagle, Eagle, Eagle Eye, Eagle Ray, Eagle Scout, Eaglet, Alderman, Eames, E-A-N, E-N, and E and O-E. All right, uh, let's see. 
I um I'm a nominee. Am I not? Well, what am I gonna pick? Uh, I think I just want to pick Eagle Eye as the word of the episode. And let's come up with another very terrible song from Spencer. That's me. It's time for a bad song. Eagle eye, eagle eye, I got the eagle eyes when I'm looking down the road. I see people 10 miles away because I got an eagle eye. That's all a song needs to be. It's just, it's fun. It's just fun, silly, songy stuff. That's all. Don't think too hard on it. All right. Uh, so that is it for the episode. I'm not going to tell you any movies I watched because it's going to be all out of order. So we're going to save that for later. Uh, but, but spoiler alert, we've been watching a lot of movies, so I got a lot of movies to talk about. Uh, oh, I will also say, um, hopefully by the time this airs, so this episode is airing on, I believe, September 4, 5, I think, September 5th. September 5th, Tuesday, September 5th, uh, that would be the day after Labor Day. So Labor Day, you don't have any episode uh, to listen to. The previous episode aired at the beginning of August, August 7th, I think. I'm looking at my calendar here. Yeah. Uh, and so you get labor, so a whole month goes by. You get Labor Day off in September, in America at least. I don't know about other countries. And then September 5th, you get this episode. And then we go on from there with the rest of the E's. Monday through Friday, that's what we're doing. Episode E23, I believe, is the next episode that's going to have video. If you want to see video, if you want to see my face looking at the camera and looking at the book, it adds a whole other level to it. And I think it's very worth it and you should pay for it. Please and thank you. Uh, But another thing that will hopefully be out in the world by the time this episode is airing is uh, me and my friend Jonah uh, on YouTube talking about the movie Gaslight while we watch it. You won't hear the movie, you won't see the movie, but I urge you to have seen the movie first because we give spoilers right at the beginning and then uh, there will be a counter along the bottom so you can see the time code of the movie as we are watching it and uh, we just we recorded this a couple of days ago. We just sit and watch it and talk about it. And uh, we never pause it. I was thinking we would, but we didn't. And uh, I thought it was a good time. We talk about funny things and serious things and lots of stuff with the movie. And so I urge you go, to go check that out. Uh, I think the video is going to be about two and a half-ish hours, something like that. Uh, okay, that's it. The next episode should have a guest, a big guest to me at least. I'm very excited and uh, I hope it's a good one and we're going to talk about these things. The things that you can't hear me talk about but you can see me talk about. That's what we're going to talk about. Alright, this has been the end of the episode. This this is now the end of the episode. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Thank you. Goodbye.
How Did This Not Get Made is a podcast all about the films and TV shows that never got made. In this podcast, we uncover the history of these intellectual properties and walk you through the plot of these unmade scripts to determine if they would have been great or awful. Here's just a few other titles that we've covered. The Beatles' Lord of the Rings, James Cameron's Spider-Man, Guillermo del Toro's Haunted Mansion, Star Wars, Duel of the Fates, Superman Lives, starring Nicolas Cage, James Gunn's R-rated Scooby-Doo, and Alejandro Jodorowsky's Dune, just to name a few. Episodes of How Did This Not Get Made can be found wherever you get your podcasts.